come away with me in the night come away with me and I will write you a song come away with me Come away where they can't tempt us with their lies. And I want to walk with you on a cloudy day in fields where the yellow grass grows knee high. So won't you try? Come away with me in the fields on a mountain Good morning and happy leap day. Happy leap day, everybody. February 29th. Once yes. every four years, we get to celebrate a little extra February love. <laughs> Never. <laughs> particularly cared for February to be honest with you it always seemed to be the longest month of the year for me <laughs> well as Betty says this is a perfect day for her wedding with Paul yes that would be I love it Betty week. I love it harding <laughs> that already that's so great I know well February typically just the weather seems to be the weather and the darkness seem to be a challenge Although, um, according to the reports um, this morning on my local news, uh, in our area of Pennsylvania, this may be uh, one of three years on record that we have not had any significant amount of snow in the month of February. And we've had over 50 days of 50 degree, oh no, over 20 days, no, over 50 days of 50 degree weather, I think, since December. Uh, 50 is too high. Anyway, it's been a warm, unusually warm winter. Yeah. Um, the last time I remember any kind of uh, lack of snow uh, was when I was in high school, my senior year in high school. We got a, we had a, a snowstorm come in around Columbus Day, like in October, and we all got let out of school early and I only remember it so well is because we all went back to Roy Hisler's house because his mom was working and had a party. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. But that was like the last and only snow day we had for the year. So. Well, I think it's um, pretty pretty funny we have a little bit of a delay i'm hearing now just a tad um but i think that'll be just okay i love the fact kenzie says is this me or has this winter felt like forever yes it has i think i i and i Definitely think it has. always feels like forever although i'm happy to say that we finally the boys of summer are back in terms of spring training is full in full swing and that always makes me feel good when the baseball teams start uh, preparing yes. for their season i that is my for me that i i hold on to that landmark day and can't wait for it, it because it then i know the warmer days are ahead it is always the first sign of spring when baseball yes Pitchers and catchers report usually around the 15th of February, at least for the New York Yankees. Yes, always and, um, uh, one I, of my I, favorite I, phrases of the month. <laughs> is. So I also love the fact that Betty was thinking of reciting the lyrics of Crazy in Love by Beyonce for her wedding vows. <laughs> I think that's perfect. There, it is never too much, in the in the annals of love, Betty. Never too much. True, true. 
and I had uh, I, I remember at my wedding we we were supposed to write our own wedding vows and we ended up uh, <laughs> just reciting what the what the priest gave us I got too nervous there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> Pam I can't imagine you at a loss for words I was, well, like I guess a lot of brides, I was very nervous that day. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, just getting everything together. And I mean, let's say, let me put it this way. I arranged a whole wedding in two weeks. I, so I'm telling you, you've just, of... you've just, you've just landed a couple stories of on, on us in like five minutes um, that you must add to your book. <laughs> <laughs> As Betty says, oh, Pam, I the blessing no... bride. I was. I was. Yes, you were. I love but that yeah, wedding no, picture. I, I don't know if anyone's ever seen Pam's uh, picture that she's posted when on her wedding day. It is just beautiful. I, it's, it's everything a wedding day photo should be. And it's it's a, uh, a typical uh, hippie bride, <laughs> barefoot. And Again, <laughs> perfect, just perfect. <clears throat> Flowers in my hair, and uh, so that was, uh, you know, hand wrote my invitations and mailed them all out. I love and, it. Uh, my. We got married at my aunt's house in the backyard, and we had about 30 people at that. And then a small, like, bit cake and coffee and champagne and whatever. And then my husband was bartending at the time, and we, the guy who owned the bar, closed it for us for the night with food. And nice. They set the jukebox up so that you could play all the music you wanted. And, uh,. There was even a fight with my brother-in-law and <laughs> another bartender uh, over the guy's wife. I wasn't there. Oh, and uh, Jim and I had already left at that point. But yeah. Oh, good. So it was, it was definitely done. It, was, it can be done if you really wanted to do it. Absolutely. So. It's, it's, that's that's <laughs> almost, that's very like... Um... Sex in the city, you know, like having the uh, whirlwind uh, changing, changing course and deciding to just go in one direction instead of another, having the big, massive production well, you know, wedding. I, I'd been to those and I really, to be honest with you, I didn't like them. I mean, I had a lot of mm -hmm. friends that got married that way. My sister got married that way. Mm -hmm. um, but that was just not me. Yeah, I, and I agree. You know, I think so. I think weddings should be the pers personal and and appropriate for the person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's 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 fun yeah. to do the elements of things that you want to do, and I think you know That's as true. we're on this as we're in the last day of February of our extended February celebration um, of and we're talking. I think it's. I think it's a nice, uh, you know, a nice nod to uh, a nod to love and a great segue um, to talk a little day. bit about Leap Day. And Leap Day traditions. Yes. You know, yes. One of the and things that. Tell us, Pam. We should do is get, is should not confuse Leap Day with Sadie Hawkins Day. Sadie Hawkins Day is November 13th and it was based on the Little Labner cartoon which I don't think is in print anymore Google and it friends, it Google Sadie it Hawkins. if you don't know Little Labner Yeah, it, it, there, it was a fun cartoon strip for years many many years and uh, but Sadie Hawkins was this hillbilly because it, it took place in like the Appalachia and hillbilly country and Sadie Hawkins was man crazy, so she went and she would ask people, ask, I think it was Abner to get married, but and that was, that, so that's Sadie Hawkins Day. 
However, Leap Day was a, um, actually started out as an Irish tradition and was actually started by St. Patrick himself because St. Uh, and with along with St. Bridget of Kildare, they, she complained that uh, women were forced to wait too long for men to propose. So they came up with this thing. And, and now we're talking like 458 AD. Right. That the women should ask the men. And they gave this. So it's sleep day that they gave him this. Um, the practice was eventually brought over into Scotland in the 13th century by the Irish monks that went over to help spread the uh, the word. And it, uh, there was actually a law passed that would allow women to propose marriage in a leap year. And if the man refused, <laughs> and I like this one, so I'll be asking quite a few men. <laughs> um, <laughs> they would have to purchase an item of clothing for women. And so that was, you know, interesting way of doing it. Yes, the, a oh, penalty. <laughs> yes. A penalty for the refusal. I think yes. it's interesting that they and, legislated know, that, this permission. You know, I think that's very interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I mean, leave it to the Irish <laughs> and the, mm -hmm. Scot the Celtics. I'll put it that way because Scotch are, are Celts also. Right. Um, but Can you, know, you like so now yes. in Denmark, if the man refuses the, your proposal, he's got to buy the woman twelve pairs of gloves. <laughs> and in, and and in Finland, a girl leaves a, a tree decorated with ribbons at their home of their crush, so that you know they get an idea that you know they that you know this girl likes them. <laughs> and when you when you married the daughter on leap in leap year of uh, tai, in Taiwan, you're expected to bring pig trotter noodles to her parents. I have no idea what that is. I don't think I bet it's delicious it. though. So, but that's uh, yeah. <laughs> so also there is one newspaper in France. That gets published once every leap year, and that's Le Bouget du Soupier. And it's a comical French newspaper that first started being published in 1980. And again, it's only published on leap year, on leap day. So I love that. It's the least frequently published newspaper of all time. I'm wondering if you can order it online. I'm, I'm looking right now. That I don't know. That would be fun. Me. That would be fun. Betty also wants to know if the uh, apparel is better than a barrel old beer. Mm -hmm. True. And uh, the gloves. Are they plastic or dressy? Um, I have a feeling that they are dressy-ish. You know, for warm mm -hmm. like, well, well, gloves, considering... It's very cold this time of year in Denmark. Um, but plastic are good for wood washing dishes. My my grandmother always swore by putting hand lotion on her hands, then her hands in the gloves while she was washing dishes in hot water to help make her hands soft. <laughs> so, just a little tidbit from my grandmother. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I remember most about her with the hand lotion. And it was Jergens, the chair with the cherry almond scent. Always had that. I still buy mm -hmm. it today. So. Yep. My aunt uses um, that lotion. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says she found the funniest sleep area. And she's going to, Kenzie said, and she's going to, uh, tag me on it and it's a great lord sr well you know think talking about that i was thinking about this this morning i said should i propose to sr 
<laughs> you know he's not going to accept it, you know. <laughs> and uh, what can he get me? <laughs> That's funny. I think a box <laughs> And what's of donuts, his penalty if he donuts. refuses, right? <laughs> 12 donuts. <laughs> what would the penalty be? <laughs> Absolute vodka, oh, my perhaps? Lord. <laughs> no, no, how about the one that we, from uh, last week? The, uh, <laughs> the, the, the yeah. Russian vodka. Beluga. That's right. Right. Series, I think it is. Our, our exclusive and elusive. I, I actually am really curious to try that because I want to know what a high-end vodka experiences. I can tell you, uh-huh. <laughs> I can tell you I had Betty a definite a epiphany when I realized that um, cheap gin and uh, quality gin uh, really are two different experiences <laughs> as well as the, uh, <laughs> the ba- bottom of the barrel uh, tequila. There's a real difference between not very good tequila and quality tequila. So that would be funny. That'd be great. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And Mad Dog 2020 is one of my favorites. Um, No, I never did Mad Dog. An oldie but a goodie. Yes. Yeah, Kenzie. Kenzie just wrote. I still have to have a word with SR about standing me up for the coffee date in Toronto. Hey, SR is a busy, busy person. He what is, can we say? And Betty said, if Gabriel hadn't kissed Julia at, <laughs> at the end of the rapture and Julia had proposed to Gabriel at the beginning of rapture, do you think Gabriel would have said yes? <laughs> yes, hmm. absolutely. I think so. I think so. They are destined to be together. Um, that is very and, true. And... Women yeah. in Illinois on leap year mm-hmm. uh, arrested men for being single on leap day in the 1940s. <laughs> so don't go to Illinois if you're male and unmarried in on leap day. <laughs> uh, then, and also babies born on leap day are immediately put into this members of a special club. And it's just for people that were born on Leap Day. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there, I know statistically in the United States, there's about 200,000 people that celebrate their birthdays on February 29th. And it, it makes it very hard in the direct marketing industry. <laughs> this is true systems are not necessarily set up to accept a February 29th birthday. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people that are born on the 29th, everything has to go back, even for your driver's license, everything has to go to the 28th. Mm-hmm. Which is this is true. Long. And do you know how I know that, Pam? How do you know that? Because I have a friend, a former co-worker, um, who is a leap day baby. He was born on February 29th. So uh, I forget which year we celebrated that he was like 10 or, you know, 12. You know, technically, his, mm-hmm. he's only had 12 birthdays, but um, he well, must I, have been a little older they, than that. But it's, yeah, he typically celebrated the 28th, but so I, around midnight, I sent him a text and wished him a happy uh, they well they, they uh this woman was celebrating her 21st birthday today so she's 84 ah, years old i love it and it became i love it and it became sort of a sort of a a commercial for ryan reynolds aviation gin Oh Ryan yeah. Reynolds is talking in the background about buying a new, uh, uh, this woman her first legal drink. <laughs> I love that. That's great. It was. I have to yes, look that up. Yes, it's cute. And I'm saying hello yeah, to Jean Ann. Hi, Jean Ann. Look for Van Reynolds 
or Van City Reynolds on Twitter. You'll find it. He's very funny. Okay. I love following him. Uh, They're very funny. Oh, I'm I'm doing that uh, right now. Okay, and then um, <laughs> another leap day. Uh, Mr. Stephen Cree, who played Ian Murray on Outlander. And he is going to be playing Gallo Glass in A Discovery of Wishes Season 2. Who is a Ooh, much very exciting. of Deb Harkness's. It, today is his birthday. So if you want to inundate him with uh, birthday messages on Twitter, it's at Mr. Stephen Cree. C-R-E-E. So I did get that in. And I love it. Also, there is a... Uh, town in Texas which made itself the leap year capital of the world and it's in Anthony, Texas I wonder what they do there they must Just have some few. kind of fun celebration oh I'm sure they do I'm sure they do mm-hmm. I Probably would think bars like all a, over the uh, bars all over the world are having uh, specials in honor of the uh, extra the extra oh, day sure. I'm sure. As we uh, as we head into March and the beginning of March Madness, which is another boondoggle for the bars in the U.S. anyway, with the uh, college basketball playoffs starting. Yep. Which and, is uh, always I fun. I haven't seen anything <clears throat> on the bracket stuff yet, so. I know. I need. I, I need to. For... Go. I'm. I'm very, very excited because my alma mater, my beloved alma mater, Penn State, is having a phenomenal men's basketball season, um, which rarely, rarely happens. The team has been really building, um, so they're actually going to be in the tournament this year, which is exciting. But I have to say, my favorite men's basketball team is University of Virginia, and you know why? Well. The fantastic coach, the fantastic coach, Coach Tony Bennett. You got to Google this man. He is the George Clooney of college basketball. I am a big fan. Okay. My, my, <laughs> my, I always root for St. Joe's and for Villanova. Mm-hmm. Local teams. Uh, my local teams. Villanova is the alma mater of my grandfather, my father, and his brother. And mm-hmm. St. Joe's only because I used to have great parties at St. Joe's. <laughs> and it's the same St. Joe's that Julianne Mitchell went to. That's right. That's so right. Just as an FYI. Jean Ann was apologizing for being late because she was sitting in an airport and she forgot what day it was. Sounds like my life, Jean Ann, uh, forgetting what day it was anyway. We're glad that you're here. Mm. <laughs> well, I hope she you're going said reading back fun. from the morning. She needs to drink with some uh, sometime. <laughs> 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 oh, Jean Ann, you have no idea. It would be so much fun to, to meet up with you. It'd be wonderful. <laughs> it would be. So, so I, but I do hope you're going someplace fun. Yes, yes, we hope and safe travels to you uh, in the midst of this busy, busy season. Um, wanted to mention, I guess, uh, some of the other announcements about making sure we sign, have uh, people sign up for Passion Flicks. Uh, Passion Flicks can also be given as a gift, and we're going to put the link into the chat room in terms of how you can get there through the SR site. Um, and and passion flicks is, and, my, uh, yes, our, our Twitter feed constant every day. You can look in there. Mm-hmm. And then passion flicks is also an app on Amazon fire sticks, which I think you have right, Pam. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, it works so much better than watching any of their movies on a computer or a tablet or even your iPhone. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I hear. Um, and, and Jean Ann said uh, she is actually trying to fly back from work, getting home from Kentucky to New York, and they rooted her through Orlando. Oh, my gosh. God bless you, Jean Ann. Um, 
and she's suggesting a New York City get together, which we are, we are down. That would be fun. We are. Um, we, uh, that would be fun. I, you know, it's one of the places they're talking about for um, the uh, what you call it. Uh, the premiere. Ash, or for the Gabriel's Inferno premiere. Yes, which would be wonderful. And um, as Kenzie says, she's proud to be a founding member of Passion Flicks. And we're very happy to be founding members if, also. And if you are a founding member, there is a poll on their Facebook page about the Gabriel's Inferno movie. Um, I, I, get, I think they're just trying to judge whether they're going to do two, one... Because I, I think Tusca had mentioned at one point that possibility of doing a premiere in L.A. and in, a premiere in New York. Right. Um, but, you know, check it. You can, it, as again, if you're a founding member, go check it out. Yes. And yes. So many good things coming down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, speaking of good things, we are... Um, into the final stretch of this beautiful book that SR has written, The Man in the Black Suit. Mm -hmm. um, and I had um, very late to the game provide, sent SR questions for the podcast this week. And um, as I say, um, the delinquent podcaster, that would be me because I got questions to him. Gosh, Pam, when did I send them? Thursday? Friday? Was it yesterday? I can't even remember. I think no, it's, no, Thursday. Just no, thir Thursday, late, late Thursday. It was late Thursday. Mm -hmm. And um, I just wanted to share with you his response because I thought you would be interested. Um, he said, hi, Leslie. I've been reviewing Gabriel's Inferno and offering feedback to the director. And so I'm sorry I'm behind on responding to your email. But what I can tell everyone, listen up, ladies, what I can tell everyone is that it's wonderful and readers will be very pleased with the performances. Melanie and Julio are excellent. And in a certain coffeehouse scene, yes. I saw some familiar people. Winky face. <laughs> so as Kenzie wrote it, we all made it into the film um, I don't know if we've all made it into the film. I think the only two names I've seen called out specifically were you, Miss Kenzie, and Miss Betty. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I'm just thrilled all around that we were even able to uh, have the opportunity as founding members of Passion Flicks to go on set. Um, but I'm also equally really, really happy um, SR's pleased with the the product. Um, I love the fact he's involved offering feedback to the director. Come on. That's never happens in a typical film scenario uh, yeah. where the author is brought in. And, but that's because Tosca's created this really amazing, um, amazing experience and uh, process for filmmaking uh, for books to books to screen. And, you know, he said about readers being very pleased with the performances and that Melanie and Julio are excellent, which if you saw them on set, you would know that. Uh, very exciting. Oh, and as Betty says, very the boss must terrific. be so excited and Kenzie, the movie star. Yes. We've, I think we've launched your career, Kenzie. So yes, really, really good news. We'll have, really we'll exciting. To, uh, get bodyguards. <laughs> Just for Kenzie. <laughs> and uh, I, I have to say, Jean Ann mentioned, uh, because Betty was talking about possibly having the fire stick um, from Amazon. And Jean Ann said, they've been on sale. Keep an eye on that. If you're Amazon Prime, it's an extra 25 off. So keep an eye on uh, the sticks. Uh, that could be really, really fun. And Kenzie says, Kenzie wants the Oscar for <laughs> pretending to write. <laughs> yes. 
And she said, so lovely, so and we are all so thankful for it. What a beautiful once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. No other director would care about some readers. Agreed. Agreed. Tosca gets it. She is a brilliant woman. She does. Mm-hmm. She gets a heart from me. She gets what people want to see. Absolutely. You know, and, and you know, I, I know, the, you know, you can get into this uh, whole situation where you buy, get a you know a, a movie studio options a book they bring in a script writer and the script writer will write it and it may not be what what the right the author envisioned totally mm-hmm. and you know I do know that depending upon the book they'll cut things out. I mean, they did that with a lot of the Harry Potter films. They did that with um, uh, Depp Harkness's Discovery of Witches. There's some things that are changed. They, and they, I know that in Fifty Shades, I mean, that that's that's a big one. That, you know, the first one, um, the screenwriter and Erica d- didn't see eye to eye on it. Mm-hmm. There was a big hassle even with Sam Taylor Johnson. And so, so when it came to the other two books, uh, Erica and her husband, basically her husband wrote the screenplay. And which is so great, cool. I know, just think that's really cool. I, I I asked uh, a, a few weeks ago. Uh, Erica did a, a live chat on Facebook, and I, I asked her if uh, she was going to be uh, writing any other scripts with her husband she said I don't think so because it almost destroyed our marriage <laughs> <laughs> so you know there, well, there's perspective on things that you got to deal with right well and also let's be honest I mean that talk about a pressure cooker I mean that is one of the most beloved stories and characters and People felt so strongly and so passionately about that that series, um, you know, to to bring it to life to to on screen, and to have that franchise carry on. I mean, the film made a billion dollars worldwide. The films have made a billion dollars, one billion worldwide. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. So that is a lot and, of pressure. And Kenzie said, oh, how I'd love to be a fly on SR's wall. Passion flicks sticks are true. Passion flicks sticks very true and close to the novels, but not everything, single thing will be in it. And that's okay. Everything has been approved by SR. And Betty says, when they, they cut out many parts of the story, it makes me so, makes me wonder why even bother to work on the project if the writer doesn't love the story as it is. But that's just her point of view. And, um, I, I get that, Betty. It's tough. Um, watching The Will, which was a production that Passion Flicks uh, recently premiered, um, I, I always try to read the book uh, prior to the premiere. I was late. I, I misjudged my timing, so I had to wait until last week um, to watch it. Uh, and I knew they'd have to cut some of the parts out of the story because it was for them to make it into a two-hour production uh, out of a 406-page book, I knew they wouldn't be able to do it. Um, and it was just, it stuck so true to the story. There were some subplots that they didn't include, but it was beautifully done. And, um, yeah, so that, I, I had a Passion Flicks marathon um, as I was sick instead of being at Penn State's dance marathon. I was in State College in a hotel room, um, sick in bed. Uh, so, um, but I got to watch Passion Not Flicks fun. and I got to read Nina Bachi's latest chapter of, um, her wonderful series about Hope Lake. Um, so mm-hmm. that was, that was the upside to being violently ill <laughs> last week. Yeah. I, I um, love Nina's books. They were really good. They mm-hmm. were really good. Yeah. And her next one Meet comes me out, I think, love Lane. 26th. Yes, yes. Highly recommend, highly, highly recommend. And talk about books that we'd like to see brought to the screen. I would love to see that series. 
um, come to the screen. I would love to see her book with Alice Clayton called Roman Crazy on the screen. I think Julio actually yes. would be fantastic as Marcello. Um, uh, I doubt they would do that because he's going to be so identified now with Gabriel. But man, he has the acting chops for it, definitely. And he could be his fantastic oh, yeah. and, Italian and self um, channeling that into Marcello. American accent. Yeah, he'd have to brush up his... Uh, uh, Italian accent for that, right? Yes. Well, he's a Tom Roman, will have to... so he may not. And Marcello <laughs> was Roman, too. I know, I know. He would be a great Marcello. But I digress. Um, anyway. Betty says she needs to finish reading Nina's book. It's it's so... Tr- I loved I loved the first book, and the second book I just adored. I love the characters. Betty did a great job. Um or Betty, Betty, you're reading it. Nina did a great job writing it. So, um, and Kenzie says, I can't believe SR is watching parts of the film. I know it's exciting. It's very exciting. And you know, that's, that's one of the things that passion flicks does is they, they work so well with the authors and make sure that it's within the author's vision as well. Mm-hmm. Which that's, that's what they're known for. And another book that I'd love to see come to the screen is this one that we're here talking about today, The Man, the in, the Man Black Suit. in the Black Suit. And uh, I know. Chapter 63, we are heading towards this final stretch. Um, <laughs> as Betty Betty was saying, uh, nothing wrong with Julio as the leading man in another movie. <laughs> He's an actor. He can pull it off. He definitely <laughs> could pull it off. That's very true. And um, it's very, very exciting. And Kenzie, we are all freaking out about uh, the this prospect and having, you know, having this movie come to the screen and that we, uh, at, at least some of us, made the cut uh, to be on screen. So it's very, very exciting. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. So um, Chapter 63... Uh, as you recall, we were talking two weeks ago about this um, really tense situation where um, they were going in to, to get Nicholas because he was with Kuznetsov. And Kuznetsov essentially um, told him he was going to kill him. And uh, there was a decision made by Rick and the team uh, to go in and get him because Acacia was like, it's time to get him out. So as we enter chapter 63, uh, Rick and Acacia are sitting in an armored vehicle. Um, and he did it, Rick says, speaking into his cell phone. And Acacia asked who? And Rick then goes on to explain that Interpol had gone into Kuznetsov compound and Rick asked when to send photos and stills from the compound so they could see what was going on. Um, as you remember, Russian Interpol hadn't been involved until um, Olga, a member of Rick's team, uh, who was the specialist in, um, in all things Russia, instructed and notified them that if there was a reasonable cause that they could be harboring some kind of weaponry um, or terrorist activity that there would be reason for them to go in and they had the proof they sent it to Interpol and surprisingly they just found out as they're rushing to go get Nicholas that Interpol's acted. So in the photos Acacia could see the Interpol team working their way through the house. One showed a couple of bodies on the floor and Acacia wondered whether there were enough men um, as Kuznetsov men were prepping for an ambush at the top of the stairs. And it was really concerning. You can see, you can visualize how the scene would be portrayed. Rick, we have a problem. And Acacia handed the phone over to Rick. She couldn't hear what Wen was saying. And Rick asked about location. She still couldn't make out what he was saying, and Rick was responding, make sure you get to the closest and most advanced medical facility. Text me the location, and we'll meet you there. So right away, I mean, (laughs) that does not sound good when you're talking about getting someone to to a medical facility. And Acacia wanted to know what was going on. 
He told her that the team had gone into the location, Kuznetsov's men opened fire, and the boss was hit. Acacia didn't react right away, and she was letting the words sink in. She asked how bad he was, looked at her closely, and then back at the soldier who was sitting next to them. And he reported that there was a gunshot wound to the chest. One of the men is a medic, and they were taking him to the hospital, which was heart-wrenching, right? When the, I read that, I was like, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. he can't, And I kept thinking, he can't die on us. He can't die on us. He can't die on us. No. So, um, of course, um, Acacia's world seemed to slow down as she was processing the news. She saw movement out of the car window but said nothing, or, and nothing was moving. It was just kind of like time was standing still, and Rick had touched her hand and tried to say something to her, but she couldn't hear him. Instead, she just said, take me to him, get me there. Of course, Rick responded as he gave the address to the driver. So they were going directly to try and take care of Nicholas. And Kenzie said she was thinking the same thing. It was really, really yeah. I mean, th- those intense those moments when when are in- so intense. And, and you know, I can remember being in a car accident and like when it was actually happening. I mean, everything was like in slow mo. Mm-hmm. And you know, and like even the cars beside you weren't even moving because it was a it was a, a rear ender accident and. Mm. It was a crowded Monday, or crowded morning, uh, going my way to work, and but the traffic was all moving at the same speed. Mm-hmm. Bumper to bumper, and the guy oh, stopped yeah. short in front of me, and I went into him, and then it was like, oh. yeah, it was an interesting day. Anyway, well, and Betty said she kept thinking, he better not die on us. I'm already planning their wedding. Betty, I love it. Betty, the wedding planner. I love it. Yes. We will have to hire her for my next wedding. That's right. That's right. I love Uh, it. Whenever that wedding will be, because I have no idea. (laughs) You never know. Might have to go up to Niagara Falls, though, Pam, for... (laughs) Speaking of which, guess what? What? I have eight Canadian dollars to go away with. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have some Canadian cash myself uh, that we can uh, stockpile. That'll get us far. (laughs) (laughs) We probably have like 18 or 28 Canadian dollars between us. Something like that. That'll take us there. Yes, Pam's wedding well, with Papa Richard, she said. I, yes. A couple of years ago, I went to TIFF. And mm-hmm. when I, what, what I have typically done because of foreign money is buy like a change type purse. Mm-hmm. For like when I, was, when I was in France because of the euro, I got one from Giverny. So that worked out well, even in, in Italy. And nice. when I was in uh, London, I got another one. I think it had Paddington Bear or something on it or Beefeater. And that was good for like the British pound sterling and down the line. And then um, I had uh, another one that was uh, for Canada and it's the Canadian flag, beaded Canadian flag. And when I when we went up to Niagara Falls, I was looking for this damn thing. Because, you know, so I could bring it with me. I couldn't oh, yeah. find it, and I could not. The other night, this was like Thursday night. I walked into my bedroom, and what's lying in the middle of my bedroom floor is my little Canadian change purse. <laughs> I don't know how it got there. It mm-hmm. wasn't because of packing stuff, because my room was packed up last Saturday. So I have no idea what it was. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I've so I count, and it's all coin. 
Got a couple of loonies. I love it. Or two I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm, I'm ready for the next uh, fiddlesticks trip. I am too. Bring it on. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> Kenzie. <laughs> Betty has a Canadian pin. Kenzie said, well, definitely not mine because I'm never getting married. <laughs> Kenzie, never say never, my friend. That's when you least expect it, that something will pop up in your life. You will not, you just never know what, you never know what to expect. And that's what that's Betty said, true. too. Never say never, Kenzie. You might end up marrying a Canadian. Kenzie said, going back that's up right. to New York in May, ladies, we could hit up Niagara Falls. I'd be okay with that. And she said, I will settle no less for no less than a Canadian man. <laughs> well, James Andrew Fraser. There you go, Kenzie. <laughs> I don't know. I think that might be Betty you might have spoken for him in already. New York in May. Right. <laughs> That's right. Well, if there if there is a filming in um, Syracuse, it, I think it's definitely doable if we planned an extra day. To, to do a trip to Niagara Falls. Toronto might be a little too far. Yeah. And to be honest with you, <laughs> I think um, Niagara is about four hours away. Right. Right. But you could definitely do I think it. Niagara Falls could be doable if we did an extra day and got a place there. And, you know, and, and that would be quite the road trip. And, have, and leave early. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Early and actually stay in Niagara on the lake rather than Niagara Falls. <laughs> yes, agreed. Agreed. So, and then we can go uh, for the, uh, the Niagara Ice Wine. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyway, get back. Getting back. Anyway. Yes. So, Cassia is just devastated and they're rushing to get to Nicholas as we end the chapter and go to chapter 64 64 we're she's saying can you hear me can he hear me she's asking the doctor and <laughs> the doctor's replying yes he can and uh, that he he told her that he had been shot in the chest but the bullet went through the trapezius muscle above the clavicle which is up you know it's like at the shoulder length uh, to the either left or right of the neck that little spot in there but it the uh, bullet did nick nick the, the clavicle but there was no, there were no fragments or anything like that um, the doctor said that he will be sleepy but he will make a full recovery and the doctor said he'd return for rounds tomorrow. So she went over to Nicholas and, and or she shook the doctor's hand and then went over to Nicholas and took his hand. And she she took his hand so that he his fingers her fingers were on his neck, her face. Uh, so she was so worried that she was going to lose him, which I can only imagine. And. This had been the worst, wor worse than being in Morocco and everything that had gone on in Morocco. And that's saying a lot because she went through a hell of a lot in Morocco. Mm. I know. I thought that was incredibly sure significant. <laughs> that's right. Pack your spoon. Yeah. Pack your spoon. But yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it, I mean, she, she killed a man with a spoon. Um, she got hurt herself and, you know, plus everything that went on with her father and, and her cousin and all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, you know, that was terrifying, not knowing what was going on. And then, you know, now she, she has Nicholas and, and Nicholas gets shot. And I mean, that, that's an awful feeling. So it just, it speaks a lot to where her priorities are as far mm -hmm. as this relationship goes i think absolutely 
and I and I and I know you're always devastated when something awful happens to the uh, you know the, the significant other, your significant other. So you know that's the way it is. So True. Nicholas murmurs her murmurs her name and asked if she was okay. And Acacia told him she was okay and that she had just been worried about him. And he, he said, don't be. He thought that they uh, had had her. Nicholas thought that, you know, she had kidnapped Kazanatsov. Mm -hmm. um, because of something that he had said earlier. And, you know, uh, about how he wanted to, because he was going to, Yasmin was going to go away and he's going to bring um, Acacia in as a uh, his, uh, whatchamacallit, his girlfriend or fuck buddy or whatever you want to call it this week with, with him. Right. Um, she said no, that she'd, she was actually in the car with Rick when they got the call. And she got there as soon as she could but they had already taken him into surgery. Uh, Nick and Nicholas asked about Kutsinetsov, and he said he had also been caught in the crossfire, but he was in a different hospital, but, so she didn't know what his condition was. But he did. she did tell him that, um, you know, that the, the uh, Interpol had, had, has him, and that they, in the news, all over the news, they were saying that they had captured this arms dealer who had been selling uh, arms to terrorists. So mm -hmm. they, they were, um, Interpol was being made a hero. Um, you know, and when he was curious about how that happened, um, he's, uh, Acacia told him that they'd gone into the compound, they'd seen pictures of the weapons, and so they went in, they found the weapons cache, but they also had found the Imperial egg that belonged in the Kremlin uh, uh, armory. And uh, so that, that brought out this huge national pride of the Russian and Interpol not kowtowing themselves to Kuznetsov's oligarchy. Um... So then Nicholas told her that Kuznetsov had killed the man who had killed Riva. And Acacia Which was, was so stunning. What, it was so stunning. Stunning, re stunning revelation. Because he was really looking to go after this guy, you know, or the, this group. And now it's like sort of, he can't do that. But, um... Nicholas told her that he wasn't sure because, you know, you, how much can you believe Kuznetsov? But for them, but then he hadn't been able to find them. So that, and the trail that he had for them had gone cold a while ago. So that's um, probably the, uh, you know, where it all, all happened. Um, so Cassia uh, was sorry, but she was glad that. Nicholas was okay because he, he could have been killed and she leaned closer to him brushing his fingers through his hair and one told her that they had recovered all three works in, in he, of the family's art which she told Nicholas about and that she had also called his mother and that his both his parents were on their way he was getting sleepy and as he seemed to fall asleep Acacia was you know, touching his face, and she's like getting very emotional, and, and she, tears started to flow. And he opened oh, I'm his sure. eyes, and he told her, he says, she, "Yeah, the relief." The right. Relief. It's 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 that it's that intense. You know, you're you're doing everything you can. You're focused on getting there. You are pushing all your emotions aside and just focusing on the task at hand. And then she finally is there, mm -hmm. and she finds you realize he is going to be okay. And then it just, you just completely fall apart, right? It's just that complete Absolutely. emotional uh, draining uh, catharsis in a way that she is finally with him. 
and she can't believe he survived it. And as Betty had said earlier, Acacia has lived in a lot of intense things in such a short amount of time. And I feel like it's all compounding. I mean, all of her experiences are compounding as she just has these tears of relief flowing down her face. And again, passion thick. Passion flicks, please option this book because holy cow, can you just it's see the good. scene? Ah, uh, uh. and, and you know the, the the neat thing for for passion flicks, this would be, um, you know, not just a romance, but right. it, it would have that action between mm-hmm. the the being taken out of Morocco and and this the, the going into the. Uh, the compound and all that kind of stuff so it, it, it would work for a lot of people not just women so but that's just my little take on that so anyway um so she as she's uh looking at him as he t- said you know hey i think you were right when she when he when she asked what that was about and he and she said that you know she's looking at at Rick and if she had killed him or or, uh, Kuznetsov if he had killed him then it really would not have been enough yeah and so Acacia was was right on with that and and Acacia reached over to him and she kissed him being careful not to nudge the shoulder that is all bound up and uh, she said you succeeded you got your family's artwork back it is over so he made a sound in his throat and he fell asleep and that's where she stayed while Rick watched over them both ah just immense right Mm. it's just a beautifully written scene as always, SR does not disappoint. As Betty said, nope. I would just be a wreck just like Acacia. Mascara smudged everywhere while watching over Nicholas. Very classy. <laughs> Very caring and passionate, Betty. That's what I would say. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. The, the intensity. And I love I love that realization that he finally he finally got it. It, it finally broke through his anger and his his hurt and his devastation and that realization almost that peaceful realization that vengeance was not enough that would not do what I wanted it to do killing him wouldn't solve the issue you know it goes back to that whole discussion that Acacia and Nicholas had before um, and about what is justice and what what is correct and what is right and what would what would make sense and what would be restorative and you know for so long he just thought bringing back the artwork was not enough he needed to bring these people to justice and you find out Mm -hmm. that you know is is justice taking another life is there an eye for an eye is that is that really what's meant to be and i think that realization is powerful the eye for the eye only makes only everyone makes blind. Mm-hmm. So again, SR, oh, the ultimate uh, professor. He teaches in many ways. Yes, he does. I sometimes goof on him um, on Sundays, and it, it's not meant to be disrespectful, but I'm always like, so what is the gospel according to SR today? Because <laughs> after all, the gospel I love is it. the good news. Yes, yes. So, one of my favorite things when you, when you say that when did we get? Lost she wrote an entire. Did you mute me? You muted me. Did you mute me? You think? I don't know. Did I? Can you still hear me now? Let me see. Yeah, I can hear you now, and I didn't mute mute you. That was weird. And I didn't Mm -hmm. didn't press any buttons. 
Anyway, I was just saying, um, when you, you say the gospel according to SR, my friend wrote an entire paper for her English professor um, calling it the gospel according to Trump. <laughs> and and it was, it, she got an A on the paper. It was really, really funny. Really well written. Um, I have it somewhere. I, I told her I need a copy of this because it was so funny. Um, yeah. But very, very good. And it's not in any way intended to be blasphemous. It's intended to be, no. you know, uh, meditative and, you know, and, and, and fun. I do it on Sundays because he does come, he does usually post something somewhat profound, if not completely profound, mm-hmm. um, on Sundays. Aside from his normal jocular self. Right. You know, that, that right. these are things that he does do. Correct. So, anyhow. Anyhow, we are at just past 10 o'clock on East Coast and time in the U.S. And, and I know I we need to wind things down. Final move. Yes, final packing today. for Pam's big move. Uh, so, wishing you well on that, Pam. Coming at 11 o'clock. Thank you. That's... It should be an intense day. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see how all my babies make out next door with their dog. Right I think they'll I've be got, fine. Yeah, I've got one passed out on the couch right now. He's sleeping with his eyes open. <laughs> um, I And I have this... Uh, like nylon tube thing for the cats to play in mm-hmm. and one of them is lying inside one of the cubes with its head resting on the edge Aww. the other one is, so out, sweet. Is, is lying on top of the radiator keeping warm and looking out my living room window mm-hmm. and the pumpkin cat is outside which is where the pumpkin cat likes to be every day all day i love it and if i allowed her to stay out at night she would probably be happy with that too that's my little pumpers i love it it's gonna be so sweet well everyone in the chat room is wishing you good luck with the move thank you and and i'm hopeful that everything goes smoothly and I can't wait to hear about it on the podcast next week. Oh yeah, it should be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our final two, our final two chapters too. That's right. It is the final two chapters. But fear not, we are not going away. Yes, uh, we're no. making plans now for some other stuff going on, and. Um, we will keep you, you know, posted maybe on that. Having a couple of guests, but we'll keep you posted on that and uh, just going from there. Mm-hmm. Don't, Don't be sad, sad, Kenzie. Kenzie. We can talk with about every lots ending, of stuff. With every ending, there's as they say beginning. in the discovery of witches, there's a new beginning. I can hear his voice now, can't you? Uh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My daughter yeah. laughs every time. <laughs> Every time that we watch, <laughs> I'm like, I love that line. She says, I know, Mom, I know. So yes, it begins with desire and I forget what the... blood and desire. Something like that. Is that right? I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and Jean Ann's reading that it. now. Jean Ann, it is a treat. I. It I have to read book three. I, I've I've only been reading. I've been reading like one at a time. Uh, Betty says, "Watch out, Gabriel! There's a new professor in town." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, Betty, you know there's only one yes, professor Julianne for Mitchell. us. <laughs> That's right, Julianne, professor, <laughs> and but, professor, yeah. uh, professor Paul, too. That's true. There's I know. Two of them. How about so. that? Can you imagine being a student in Paul's class? <laughs> that would be interesting. Yes. 
And Willie needs and to watch yes, out too. Willie needs to watch out too. <laughs> Kenzie says I'd choose SR over Gabriel any day. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Paul, her, <laughs> my sexy stud, Betty says. Betty, I think uh -huh. you would be like uh, like the students in Indiana Jones and uh, in the Temple of Doom. And the, that first movie the, where the students have I love you written on their eyes. Um, right, <laughs> marry <it> me. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally visualize that now. Oh, I she says that. I, <laughs> Kenzie says that's true. We need to see Paul being a professor. Betty says I bet he would have lots of students in his class. I guarantee it. Yes, Absolutely. He would. Yes, he would. So. I can't wait. I just can't wait. I can't believe it's the end of February. We are talking. We have March. We have April. And then we have Gabriel's Inferno. And just put it, think of that. Women, that we are talking 10 weeks, probably 10 to 12 weeks. I know. Till we see it on it the big screen. I'm getting so excited. Me too. Me too. Anyway, all right. So we'll be back next week. Yes. And we'll finish off uh, the man in the black suit, and <laughs> then we'll take it from there. Yes. So I want everybody to have a good week, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll leave you with a little uh, John Coltrane. Mm, love an it. Untitled line. Yes, have a wonderful week, friends. Safe travels, Jean-Anne. Jean and have a lovely, lovely weekend. <laughs>